Well, good morning. Welcome back to the Common Good Podcast. And uh, if you're a little thrown off that we're talking politics on a Thursday, well, because we live in a wacky world. So we just have to do what we have to do around here. Uh, hey, Rob, good to see you. I feel like it's been weeks, my friend. Hey, yeah, I, I just, I, yeah, I just want to start off by saying uh, I want to welcome everyone to this episode of Blue Hat, Blue Hat. Um, <laughs> where apparently, Doug, hopefully our views will be, uh, there'll be enough difference between our views, our perspectives on the, uh, on the news and, uh, the topics of the day so that we can have, uh, some good conversation, um, as opposed to just mirroring one another, like we're both wearing blue hats yes. and blue yes. hoodies I mean, and honestly, gray, the gray t-shirts under the yeah. blue hoodies and yeah. good Lord. Yeah. The matching, yeah. the matching vibe here is <laughs> yeah. a pair of glasses. I would throw yeah. Around. Vanessa gets annoyed whenever uh, she and I uh, accidentally match one another when we go out, uh, you know, yes. on the town. She's like, we've become your grand, her grandparents. So yes, I was playing, but yes, ball, I am uh, the other day and the cup, uh, a pair of people that turned out to be a couple. Uh, husband and wife were the next to play. And I said, Oh, are you guys a couple? Cause you have matching pickleball paddles. They had the same pickle. And they said, Oh yeah, I know this is so embarrassing. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's funny. Well, I am. Yeah. It's it, it, cute. It, yeah. You said it, it has been weeks. I was last week. I spent the week in uh, Paris. I was in France and uh, had a, uh, had a really wonderful time. Uh, doing some work with uh, a climate change group that is uh, working on trying to change the conversation about climate change, which is good and important. And uh, so that was, that was a really enjoyable time. My first time in France, my first time in Paris. And, and uh, what's your verdict? Real, I mean, really, really nice. You know, I don't know if you've had this experience when you travel, oftentimes when, you know, I've, I've gone other places and you just kind of imagine like, could I live here? You know, do I want to live here? Mm -hmm. Am sure. I going to dream about living here? All the time. Every um, time I travel, I ask that question. And, you know, I I had the experience going to Paris that um, I really enjoyed visiting. I don't think I'd want to live there. Hmm. Yeah. Did you, did you bring that up regularly to the... Uh folks and the cafe yeah why the why do you why okay, do you I'm live having here? a great time and so glad i get to go home yes to exactly arkansas. but so yeah hey don't make fun of arkansas I'm not, but I'm here's yeah with a smirk on my face <laughs> and a chuckle in my voice that you said i don't want to live in paris i'm going back to springdale arkansas yeah no, no um, yeah but uh one of the th i brought back some chocolate i brought back some cheese i brought back legal? some Okay. Yeah. Yes. I, I Googled these things. I brought some, back some wine. Um, and, uh, I also brought back some COVID, which, uh, it's not great. It was um, European COVID. So it's like closer to the original. <laughs> it's, it's not some cheap American knockoff. Of COVID. That's right, that's right. It's not Walmart COVID. I got the, yeah. I got the genuine thing. <laughs> uh, yeah so i uh my my long streak of keeping covid at bay yeah. and uh has has finally come to an end i have joined the uh the masses of people uh who have been who have tested positive so i um i'm getting over that now and uh you you know still feeling a little uh a little yeah. yucky but not nearly as bad as i was so can last a long time it can last a long time well, let's hope that's not the case yeah. quarantine two things quarantining no fun at all i like i refer to myself as an, an anti-social extrovert um but i i i am you, still an you want to be with people when you're not with them you desire mm -hmm. it and then when you're with them you're like i just want to go home you no know, meaning i want to be at the party but I also want to be sitting in the corner making fun of everybody with like oh. a, a friend. Um, yeah, the party will like give me life and energize me, but I don't want to like deal with the people at the party. Um, yeah, so um, quarantining, not fun. The other thing, Doug, have you had the Paxlovid? Have you had this? No. Have you had this 
no, the, the Paxlovid, the which is Trump's life. No, I've decided to stay away from that just out of, just as a protest action. Remember that sign we saw at a Lafayette, a Lafayette Plaza, which is the park just outside the White House. There, are, they had fencing up, and there were a bunch of signs there for for all manner of things, and one that is really, really macabre and really cruel. And I only mean it because it's funny. I don't mean it because I think it's true. Do you remember the sign that said COVID? Uh -huh. You had one job. Yeah, so Paxlovid, this uh, this uh, drug cocktail that um, helps mm -hmm. to reduce the symptoms of of COVID and, and so whatnot, the yeah. the antigen uh, mm -hmm. treatment. It has a side effect called, which apparently, after googling this, I found out is called Paxlovid mouth. Um, mm. Which, <laughs> which is okay. Which is just the worst taste in your mouth. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Mm. Ugh. Oh. Just walking around like breath mints in all the time, or yeah, something. and oh, uh, yeah, it's Sorry. miserable. So somehow I can smell it through the <laughs> magic. Of the internet. This, uh, oh, you, is... you've got the uh, you got the smell-o-vision Chrome extension loaded yeah, on your, yeah, on your just, browser. Just you can just say it. Hey, uh, Jim from um, outside of uh, Aaron Ventura, California, says I'm lucky to live in the most one of the most beautiful spots in the world. So it's beautiful in Ventura. How is it there in Springdale? How how, how are we doing here as we approach Halloween holiday? Yeah, today is a glorious fall day where it is chilly and raining and mm. gray and just exactly what fall should be like chilly rainy and gray <laughs> just how i like it <laughs> sometimes you want the outside to match the inside that's right listen if i have to have covid and doom scroll the morons okay. that get chosen as republican leadership sure. um like right. I want the weather to look like it. Uh, today's going to be one of those days here in the greater Minneapolis area, a little rainy and, and, and all, but yesterday I went on a walk and, uh, I took a picture. I and, saw this. uh, I, I, yeah, I, I, I stopped and took out my phone and said, I'm going to capture that. And I often don't think that pictures yeah. of, of landscapes are useful for anything. I mean, no, nobody wants to see them. I don't want to see them. They're never as good as you imagine. But boy, this just pile of leaves. We have had a wonderful beginning of the losing of the leaves season here in the Twin Cities because it was very warm. It's been wet enough, but not heavy rains and not heavy winds to knock all the leaves off the tree. Sometimes by this point in, in this season, the leaves have just been beaten yeah. off of those branches man, by yeah. all kinds of things. Sometimes a little light snow, which might be coming uh, this weekend here. Um, oh, truly, goodness. the forecast was uh, light snow showers on Saturday. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. Uh, but yesterday, I mean, just the colors. It's That's beautiful. just one tree on one part of a, you know, of a three mile walk. I could have taken a dozen of these, a uh, dozen of these photos. So just nothing but lovely uh, around here. Um, all right, uh, Rob, so much to catch up on. I mean, honestly, we, we skipped a podcast a week ago, uh, due to your, uh, uh, your COVID vacation, uh, uh, to pick up COVID and we're delayed by a day, um, or two. And it's just unbelievable. The things that have gone on, uh, the news and, does not stop. Yeah, man, it has been a, uh, a deal, including, we should recognize that right now yeah. in the state of Maine, there oh. is a person that I, I mean, I don't know if something's changed in just the last few minutes, but yeah, that is, um, has murdered a number of people with um, an assault style uh, rifle, a person who's military trained and a, um, a weapons expert um, has apparently murdered a bunch of people in a bowling alley and shot people outside of it and is still roaming around. And that just creates... Like that, that nightmare scenario creates just such tension in, in people, you know, I mean, we, you and I live so far from Maine, there's no fear, particularly of that person in my life, mm -hmm. but you feel the anxiety. Like I could smell the, the Paxlovid breath that you're carrying around. You just feel this, 
I don't know. Yeah. It's horrible because you just never know when someone else is going to have the yeah. same kind of mental break and have access then to these, to, to these weapons. It, it just yeah. is utterly yeah. madness to me. Yeah. I was sitting last night, um, watching some TV and, uh, and, you know, just happened to open the, uh, the app formerly known as Twitter and, you know, saw that what was happening and, um, it just, uh, it, it's just this heartbreaking thing of like, what, why are we doing this again? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. this isn't going to do, this isn't going to make any difference. Like if, if Sandy Hook, if, if Yovalde, if like all, like if Columbine going way back, if these things didn't change anything, like this isn't going to change anything in Maine. And I, and I'm, you know, not normally a, you know, a kind of a, a defeatist or a pessimist, but it's just like, okay, this is the, this is the latest example of this. And, you know, we'll, we'll see how long it is until we have another one. Now there were, what was interesting is there were news reports and I, I use the word news reports, um, um, uh, you know, very loosely here, but there were reports on Twitter last night that apparently um, <clears throat> that that this uh, this gunman was uh, this murderer was um, doing fancy things there with the comments. Doug, I'm, I mean, try, I'm just trying I'm to not, get them. I'm right. not sure I'm trying, if I like it, um, trying, but there were right. yeah, there were reports last night that uh, he had been caught. Apparently, that's not the case. There were there was some confusion because apparently there's. Talk about, you know, <laughs> well, there uh, apparently there's another man with the same name in Maine who is a registered sex offender. And so there was lots of reports that uh, the gunman was a, was a sex offender. Turns out that that was the other guy. Um, I would say that, yeah, I would say like, you know, well, his life is ruined, but nah, like, you don't care about that. Oh. Yeah, I just just. I mean, tragic, heartbreaking oh. reminder of like we've got to do something about yeah the AR-15s at the very least. Yeah, we've just turned it into a tragedy, though. That we are, you know, when people die tragically in car accidents, we just mm-hmm. simply say, "Well, that's part of what it means to be a culture with cars." Yeah. People die in small airplane crashes. We just say. Yeah, it's really horrible. I'm, but there's a lot of people who fly who don't die in small airplane crashes. It's just a tragedy. But then some ways that people die, we're like, oh, we're putting an end to that. Like that's not happening uh, again. Yeah. You know, in, yeah. in Minnesota, we live in a place where there was a particular way that pools drained, and it it, it harmed and killed a, a child. And like we just rearranged how pool pumps work. Like said, yeah. no way is that one off thing ever going to happen again. And we do that a lot with some things, but then other things we put in the category of, yeah, just part of living life. And we've decided against my better judgment and desires in this country that people killing one another with weapons that are designed to kill people Mm -hmm. is something we're just going to live with. And uh, I'm not being... Uh, now that may change. We may decide at some point we're not going to treat this as just a inevitable tragedy, but that's not the case. Won't be the case after yeah. today. Yeah. I, I just, you know, think back to, you know, my, ch- on your point of like why we do think, why we take action sometimes and we don't yeah. others. You know, I, I think back to like the, I don't know, the late 80s when jarts was a thing. Do you remember jarts? Oh, I have a whole story about jarts. Okay. Okay. Yes. Uh, you know, jarts, it, for, for people who might not know or might not remember, uh, jarts were lawn darts, um, which, you know, you would toss them and throw them. And they had a long uh, pointy metal spike where they would stick into the ground and there would be a little cornhole like game that you would play with yeah. jarts mm-hmm. and uh terribly fun what yeah oh for sure i i love jarts uh i believe it was um one young girl was tragically killed 
um, in a Jarts accident, and uh, Jarts went away. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And these are not jorts. These are not jean shorts. I don't know yes. why they're called jarts. Maybe javelins and darts. Yeah. I don't know what. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why they're called? Yeah. I. I great. Great. Yeah. Did you play jart? Did you play jarts in your jorts? Okay. Not only did I play jarts, but and, yeah. And tell I am us not, your I am, not, I am not advocating uh, uh, parents punching their children by this story. <laughs> oh, my goodness, that's a setup for a story. <laughs> By the way, I'm not advocating for parents Whatever punching their you children. take from this story, All right. do not hear me advocating that it's a good thing for parents to punch their children. But I was 16 or 15, maybe. And we had some kind of a get-together in the backyard of the apartment complex I lived in. And we very rarely had these, and I don't know why we did. But there was jarts, and... Um, I was kind of a dumbass kid and, and at 15, my dad was just, just growing increasingly intolerant of the dumbassery his loins had produced. And, uh, by the way, do you ever see Smokey and the Bandit, the movie Smokey and the Bandit? <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> There's this one scene where the, the sheriff says to his, his adult son, who's kind of a, a bit of a, you know, a, a, a ne'er-do-well in the movie, and, and he says to him, Boy, when I get home, I'm gonna no. Boy, there is no way you could come from my loins. So when I get home, I'm gonna talk to your mama, right? Like, no way you could come from my loins. Uh, well, my dad was just bothered by what had come from his uh, prodigy, and mm. a friend of mine, uh, Kazi, was riding a bike in this backyard. Uh, his big, we had his big backyard, and I we were playing jarts, and I just saw him, and I thought. I wonder if I could hit him with this jart while he's riding. No, while he's riding. No, no. And he's, I don't know, 40 yards Listen, away. Yeah, this is a thought that would absolutely go through someone's head. You can't act on it, though. Uh, and I whip that jart, and it hits Kazi right in the leg, knocks him off the oh. bike. And I'm, like, just smiling, and I turn around laughing, and my dad is standing there, and he just whacks me. Punches me, kind of right in the shoulder and chin, and uh, I mean, I totally deserved it. Right? It was like it, it, it was a, it was a moment that's like that. That no, is no child deserves the, to be hit by their father. Yes, and that, and um, that was just unbelievable. What a moron! Um, did, did you stick so, so him it was with more the like jar? A, it was, no, I mean, just... it didn't. So the thing about jarts, and I don't know how this poor tragedy happened with this child you spoke of. But they're kind. They were kind of rounded on the end. Like it wasn't the one we had. Yeah. At least they were a little yeah, bit of a point. You hadn't filed, grasp, the, you hadn't filed no. the tips. <laughs> no, no. It just it just hit him and knocked him off his bike, and then you know. So now my dad says, "Okay, we're doing. We're playing a contact sport here." So bam, <laughs> which which was sort of you know, Kazi should have come over and plunked me actually. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, okay. But I don't the, know point is, is, to that. the point is, the point is. If we if we outlaw jarts, can we not do something about AR-15s? Yeah. Is that too much to ask? Yeah. Apparently it is. And still let people have, you know, their Second Amendment right to possess the muskets that people had. Mm -hmm. in Absolutely. The 1812s. Um, hey, uh, uh, a little pivot here, but I just can't, you know, anytime I see a news story about the failure of X or Twitter, yeah. I just want to just bring it under the podcast because it seems to be part of the political cultural psyche uh x one year later the headline says how elon musk made a mess of twitter's business fewer workers fewer users less revenue and a lot more misinformation yep. um i mean i still am on the platform and only now use it to broadcast this because it's in our regular old stream so Hypocrisy noted, but then also yeah. because every once in a while I need to pull some news thing that's in Twitter and 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 yeah. and all the rest of Cause, it. Because because somebody somebody in the group text sends you a Twitter link. Totally. Or there's a newsy story, and still a lot that of would be me. A lot of news people still, uh, you know, want uh, X Twitter. What do you call it now? When it was Twitter, you sent a tweet. Now that it's X, 
what like what is the current parlance? Do, are you are you sent? First of all, are you sending a tweet? Are you posting an X? What are we? Uh, what are I we, think most people just say tweet. They still call it tweet. Yeah, you know, like yeah, it's not I, it's not Twitter, right? It's no, but most people called? still call it Twitter. Um, huh. You know, it 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 feels the people who call it an X. This is just me as a okay. as a user. Power um, user, super user. Not a no, 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 not. I have not paid for the the blue check mark. Oh, um, just a oh. uh, you know regular uh, Twitter stalker like uh, like most people are. Though I I did kind of go a little bit viral, which was uh, oh you know, recently, which was uh yeah it was about oh, 2018. Um, no 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 it was uh yeah I can't remember if it was before vacation or during my vacation, my must have been oh. before uh, it, it wasn't a vacation before I went to France. Yeah. So yeah. It was about a week and a half ago. Really? Um, yeah. A little, uh, I, I had, I had tweeted about, um, Lectern um, some, um, all the time, um, uh, about the, um, the numbers have come in on vouchers in Arkansas and, mm. um, is a part of the the Learns Act that was passed here, and as it turned out, uh, only five percent. So the argument with vouchers, Doug, is listen, um, people. <laughs> I'm I can see shifting. already why this has gone why this has gone viral. I mean, a powerful ex post about the voucher program in Arkansas. I mean, that's what Twitter yes. was made for. Yeah, exactly. That and some sort listen, of Nazi propaganda, of course. You know, sort of the yeah the yin and the yang. But anyway. The argument with vouchers is these kids in under underperforming public schools, yes. they need the opportunity to go to private schools where they can get better education. Totally. So we enact a voucher program um, and vouchers are handed out. What percentage of vouchers do you think went to students who were switching from public school to private school? 2.3. Well, it was five. Thank you for oh. going real low. But yeah, it was five. Oh, seems about right. Yeah. Beat expectations. <laughs> yeah. 95% of vouchers went to students who are already in private schools. Yeah. Like the whole, like, and so I think it, it turned out that it was 204 students ended up switching uh, this school year here in Arkansas. Uh, but at the same time, um, millions of dollars were taken out of public schools um, and and sent to private schools, mostly private Christian schools, yeah. um, in this voucher scam as a way of gutting public schools. And it's, yeah, it really so, is. It really is tragic. But I'm, I'm glad yeah, yeah. I mean, that that yeah. is worth going. So by it, it got a lot of got a lot of notice on the right. on the Arkansas political Twitter. What are uh, we even talking about anymore? Arc X is that what they call it? Uh, Arkansas. It's it's, Arkansas. it's it's actually there's a hashtag. It's hashtag ARPX for Arkansas politics. Hmm. <laughs> you gonna sit with that one, try to figure it out. ARPX sounds like the the initials for an airport in outside of Phoenix. Uh, all right, hey. Uh, what do you want to do? You want to jump jump right into Donald J. Trump for a while here? Do you want to uh, you want to talk about? Oh my just, goodness! Let's just talk about the former presidents and lead insurrectionists and criminal defendants situation in court. There are so oh. very many. Here is another that I'd forgotten about, or maybe uh, had mm -hmm. sort of gone quiet, and that is that in a few states there are lawsuits seeking to keep Donald J. Trump off of the ballot as a presidential candidate because they say that he has committed uh, some kind of action, treason-like treason action through the January 6th business that should keep make him ineligible from running for president. And Colorado is one of those states, and recently it's, it keeps creeping along, uh, mm -hmm. and a judge uh, apparently tossed out Trump's... Uh, attempt to throw out the case. So Trump wanted the case thrown out. The judge said, no, I throw out your claim to throw out the case. And uh, this thing goes on. You think there's any legs to this in any of the states that matter, which is only, again, for the election, Arizona, 
Georgia, Pennsylvania and Michigan, and Wisconsin. Everywhere else, for our purposes of Donald Trump never again being the president of the United States, are already settled, and those are the places that are up for grabs. That's my view anyway. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think you're wrong. I, I would invite others to take that view as well and not yeah, worry listen. about what's happening in Colorado or Minnesota or Arkansas. Yeah, though, <clears throat> though, I mean, the, this is... Or Hutchinson, Can or, I'm sorry, uh, Hutchinson, Kansas, where we have a new person, Carrie. Uh, hello, Carrie, yeah. nice to have you here. Sorry yeah. to, to miss your weather update. Yeah, and it, it's muggy. Nothing's worse than mugginess. Well, that's the worst. That's the worst weather, right? Muggy? Hmm. For sure. Yeah, Nobody we, says, we should... oh, I love a good muggy day. Like people argue <laughs> oh, if you want to rain. Oh, I walked, I walked out, <laughs> Doug, I walked out of the door this morning and oh. it was like, oh, so muggy. Oh. oh, I love it. I just grabbed my whatever and just felt right back at home. Yeah, finally, yeah, no, finally no. the mugginess so, has set in. Listen, Donald Trump is a loser um, who loses repeatedly. This this case in Colorado, and I and I think it's important, and and I'll I'll explain why in a second. But Colorado losing, Georgia losing, New York losing, you know, D.C., Florida losing. This guy is like he is losing court cases all over the country. Uh, I mean, we we, sh we should see like like the electoral map of him like losing court cases, you know, like that should be part of the punishment of like yeah. any, in any state where you lose a court case, you, you know, you, <laughs> you lose those electoral votes too. I think that would be, that would be great. But listen, here's why this is important. Um, this is important because of political pressure. Uh -huh. And, you know, we've talked about this, that, you know, what are the scenarios in which Donald Trump is not the Republican nominee in uh, 2024, one of them is that you know he's not the nominee because he's in jail. Though parenthetically, yeah. he might be in jail and still be the nominee. But you know, one of the you know that's one of the scenarios. One of the scenarios is that you know he cuts a he cuts a deal that says, okay, listen, drop all this stuff and I won't run for president. And I'll go quietly away and live in my billion dollar Mar-a-Lago, um, and you know. Uh, I think uh, I think at some point a viable scenario is he flees the country, and uh, you know he's just gone. One, one day we not a bad one scenario, day, right? One day we find out that Donald Trump now lives in the south of France, and uh, it's just just gone. Um, and I think one of the scenarios is that there is pressure for him to drop out because there is no pathway to victory. Yeah, and the if and literally and couldn't what, be on the ballot. You mean? In, yeah, in if you are not on the ballot in in states, like it, you can't win. And whether it's Georgia, I mean, Colorado is a blue state, but it's yep. it's one of those states that Republicans feel like should be um, should be in play. Um, you know, if it were to if this were to happen in Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. Nevada, yeah, Arizona. Right. Oh, I mean that like that. Well, I guess that's huge. what could happen. Is and so Colorado and so, one goes through other people pick it up. Yes. So yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. There could be, you know, the domino effect of him being kicked off the ballot in Colorado or barred from the ballot in Colorado would embolden these kinds of lawsuits uh, in other states. And there's and there would then be precedent. So I think this is an important thing mm -hmm. to not just dismiss and say, oh, is that cute? He's not on the ballot in Colorado. Um, yeah. I, like, I think this could turn out to be something significant. Yeah. And I don't really know this case. I don't know the particularities of why Colorado would be able to say that someone who is not convicted of a crime could still be ineligible from being on the on the ballot. There's some reason. I just don't know what it is. I don't know if that's even the case in state law in every state you know mm -hmm. i'm no lawyer i just play one on the podcast a day or two a yeah. week. so i <clears throat> i don't know but it seems like a very technical kind of thing and look donald trump is in real trouble for a whole a whole series mm -hmm. of uh of of things sorry i'm trying to get to my to my myriad of donald trump photos <clears throat> of his of his treatment 
And there's a lot of ways somebody can end up in court. Somebody can have a lawsuit brought by another citizen, and that's one kind of way to be in court. But mm-hmm. when you are the subject of the state or of the federal government, your chances of winning that case are extraordinarily low. Now, maybe as low as the chance of Donald Trump winning the presidency in 2016. So you might think he's got a winner in his pocket all the time. But when you are facing prosecutors, state line prosecutors or federal prosecutors, they tend not to bring cases, whether the one in New York, which is about his business dealings, this one in New York, which is about the fraud that he's committed, and that's the one that he was in with Michael Cohen testifying against him yesterday, or the Georgia case at the state level, or two federal charges um, uh, stemming from the January 6th activities and then the, uh, the putting the documents uh, at risk at Mar-a-Lago in his pants box. Like, when you're facing that... The reason that there's a like 96% conviction rate at the federal level is because people plead out. And that's what was happening in Georgia with his three of his lawyers. Three of Donald Trump's lawyers have pled guilty to crimes in Georgia. They looked at the evidence against them. And by the way, not a lawyer, but I do know what a RICO charge is. And the reason all those defendants in Georgia were charged together is because they're all charged with the same crime. Yep. So it's very difficult for some defendants to be found guilty of the crime and others to not be found guilty of the crime. And when these people pled guilty and then said they would work with the government to tell all the things that they know, yep. Trump is in such trouble. He can say all the things he wants. Did you hear him say that yesterday or uh, a day ago? He would be glad to be the Nelson Mandela. Did you yes. hear the Nelson Mandela yes. phrase? Yes. Okay. No, Donald Trump, you do not have the fortitude. That's right. To sit in prison, even if you believe you're there as a political prisoner. Do yep. you? Does anybody think this guy has the wherewithal to withstand prison? Yep. And look, he's never going to check into a jail. That is not going to happen. No former president is going to be put in jail, but he could be put on house arrest. He could have a number of limitations put on him. He could be locked into Mar-a-Lago without the ability to leave or only be able to leave over certain hours and only be able to leave with the judge's approval. That's all very realistic. You know what that would do to the psyche of this cat? Mm -hmm. Gosh, having some judge somewhere or some law clerk be the one that has to, uh, send him information about if he can leave for work release or not. I mean, yeah. holy cats. The, yeah. the, the trouble facing this man is just un, unreal. Yeah. And, so Donald, uh, I don't know how he gets himself out of it. I, I just, yeah. well, I, well, I guess here's how he gets himself out of it. He wins the presidency yeah. and then the federal crimes go away. He then says, I can't be prosecuted as a, um, on the, state charges because I'm currently the president of the United States. So that all has to wait. And then somebody else wins in, in Georgia and they, some governor there or somebody, you know, gives him a pardon and he's out. I mean, there, yeah, there's very real scenarios of how the man, how the man gets out of this. Um, And there's also very real scenarios that he doesn't. Yeah. So in the, the New York case is going on right now. Um, and Donald Trump has been attending that case, uh, that trial. Um, and I, I actually, I, I have to plead a little bit of ignorance. It feels to me like this, um, like th- this is the the trial in which um, he is accused of in falsely inflating his his assets and net worth. Um, to uh, and then to falsely deflate them at other times to manipulate um taxes financial arrangements and uh and and all of those kinds and of things primarily loans primarily yes. that he, he he defrauded banks by mm-hmm. lying about his financial situation to get more preferable loan yeah. terms 
So the investors in those banks lost yeah. money because Donald Trump cheated them because he lied. That's kind of the, that's the, this is where harm was done. Yeah. Question. So yeah. he's a fraud. He's a fraudster. A fraudster. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so Michael Cohen, his former uh, fixer, um, was testifying over the last couple of days and apparently very heated testimony um, admitted lying under oath several times. Um, you know, Michael Cohen, not a super, um, um, you know, credible guy, um, though, you know, has become a bit of a darling of, you know, yeah. anti-Trump people, though he's somebody that I don't, I don't have a ton of respect for even, even after having turned on Donald Trump. Uh, so apparently at the end of his testimony, Trump's lawyers, um, made a motion basically non-technical terminology here but asking the the judge to dismiss the case yeah. because cohen had lied um and the judge immediately denied their request and donald trump um defendant donald trump um apparently muttered the word unbelievable and stormed out of the courtroom stunning his lawyers did you see this stunning his, his lawyers and uh and everybody involved basically like he didn't get what he wanted yeah and he so he just walked on out and now yeah. he he walks on out and he talks to the gaggle of reporters that are that are waiting for him that he talks to on his way in and his way out uh, of the courtroom and just about every time he does he violates the gag order that the judge yeah. has put on him um he had to take the stand yesterday because uh, he had violated that gag order, and apparently there's going to be something like a ten thousand dollar fine, which you know for a purported billionaire, you know, wouldn't be that much of a big deal. But listen, I don't think Donald Trump actually has the money. Like I don't, like I don't. I, yeah, it feels I, to me like it's all 10 grand. <clears throat> no, like no, I I don't like I don't think he's liquid. You know in in terms of cash. That's right. that's and right. so, you know, th this New York case is in, and this is the one that's really interesting to me because it's the one that's about what Donald Trump cares about most. Oh yeah. And that is the perception that he is rich and successful. And this is the one that's pointing out the fact that he's not rich and successful. He's a sham. He's a fraudster. And, and this is the one that I, like, I think, you know he's there attending this one in person. I don't think he he's required to be, but he not at all um, required. It, to be. It's just like this. This one is super interesting, and it's gonna hurt. And uh, I it feels like he's like he's not going to jail for you know in this one unless he violates the gag order. You know even even more, um, he's not going to jail for this one. It's more of a civil lawsuit. Um, yeah, and his company but, will be shut down. They already pulled the business license. Mm -hmm. Now they put a stay on that, I guess. But it means that Donald Trump and his children will not be able to do business in New York, in the state of New York. And if that happens when you when in the business that he happens to be in, that's yeah. tough because it's not like he can cross the river over in New Jersey and make money running a casino. We know the man would lose money running a casino. It's not like he's going to start a, a a college to teach people how to do business. Because we know it, that that will be fraud and that will go up. He's not going to sell you know what, stakes. I'm just well, saying. Well, that's, that's not what I was going to suggest. No, I was going to say. He's not going to yeah. sell ties or yeah, run I was gonna, Hmm. Yeah, I was going to suggest stakes. <laughs> I feel like that would be like, you know, Omaha Stakes has like a good thing going on. Like I could see like a Trump steak thing being. Yeah, sell block steak. Yeah. You could sell like prison steaks. <laughs> So, but listen, it's, I mean, in the headline that you mentioned, so things are going bad in Colorado, things are going bad in New York, things are going really bad in Georgia because people are flipping on mm -hmm. Donald Trump yes. left and right. A former lawyers pleading guilty, becoming uh, witnesses of the state. And he's in a lot of trouble. And maybe most significantly, this news that broke, the M I think it was NBC News that broke, that, that Mark Meadows, the former chief of staff, um, former congressman from North Carolina, um, the boss of, of Cassie Hutchinson, star of the uh, first season of the uh, January 6th hearing show, um, 
Mark Meadows um, got an immunity deal from from the special counsel from Jack Smith, and uh, and that this is not good news for Donald Trump. Nope. This is his this is his right hand man. This is his chief of staff. Yeah. And you know he had a contentious relationship with chiefs of staff. We know, uh, you know John Kelly and and others. He had a good relationship with Mark Meadows. He had absolutely had a strong relationship with Mark Meadows. Seemed to be of all of his chiefs of staff, seemed to be the one that was uh, best prepared to deal with Donald Trump. Yeah. Um, and Mark Meadows knows where all the bodies are buried uh, because he helped bury a lot of them. Yeah, especially and around if, the January sixth and yes, and, and fake electors. Plot. Absolutely. He was, deep he was there in the yep. midst of all of it. And I think it was Cassie Hutchinson who said recently on a podcast or somewhere that that Mark Meadows' wife was um would complain about how his suit smelled like smoke because he was burning so many documents that uh like he was getting this <laughs> the smoke into his into the fabric of his suits. I mean, like this this is a guy that knows what was happening knows that what they were doing was wrong and knows like what Donald Trump's intentions were and what his plans were. And he was there helping to act them out. And if he is cooperating with the government now, that's it. Yeah. Uh, his Donald Trump's uh, goose is cooked. Yeah. And look, uh, when Mark Meadows moves against you, and then in this case that you talked about in Georgia or in, in New York, when Donald Trump was put on the stand because of violating the gag order, he had said again, something about the clerk. And that was what the gag order was about. It was, you don't speak yeah. about the staff officers of the court or mm -hmm. the staff yeah. or the clerks. And he did right outside the court during the break. The judge hears about it, brings him in. And then Trump says, he puts him on the stand. So he's under oath. And Trump says to him, Oh, I wasn't speaking about the clerk. I was talking about Michael Cohen. <laughs> and the judge says, I don't believe you. When the judge, who is the sole per person to decide the case. Yes, because they his the lawyer did not check the box for the jury trial. They, they didn't want a jury trial. They thought they could work a judge. They, it wasn't a mistake, in other words. They, they, when the judge says to you, I find you in uh, lacking credibility, or whatever lawyer, uh, you know, judge-like phrase he says, you're lying to me right now under oath. Clearly, that is not what you meant, and I'm fining you $10,000. This, this is the moronic activity of a person who just truly does not understand or care. Now, he could be doing this on purpose, so the judge turns against him time and time again, and then he can say, see, the judge made it personal. This could all be part of, you know, getting people to feel sorry for him. I don't know. But man, the guy is and oh. is in is in serious, serious trouble. And so all apparently it takes, again, it takes three, three percent, three percent of people who voted for Trump in Arizona and in Georgia and in Pennsylvania and in Wisconsin and Michigan to even become more dissatisfied with him. And he can't win those states. And if right. he can't win those states, he's not the president yeah. of the United States. That's right. Barring this that the turnout for the Democratic nominee is something as to be expected. That's yes. what also has to happen. Yep. So there's yep. still some things that could there. There is still a scenario from the this is from the mind of the 2016, Doug, that is saying, oh, no, there is still a scenario because I sat on, you know, 538 blog using their little electoral college guesser multiple times. And there was no chance Donald Trump was going to win the presidency. He couldn't do it. The blue wall was too strong. And then the blue wall collapsed because Hillary Clinton's choices um, to uh, treat people in those blue wall states in a particular way. Now, I don't think Joe Biden will do that, but other conditions could be could mm -hmm. be in the offing. There are look, there are a number of things that could be a real problem. I. I think I think Biden's doing a, a heck of a job. I think it's great that he's he's been out there pushing fifty six billion dollars from Congress for domestic issues and one hundred and six billion dollars for a couple of wars and uh, border security for uh, more staff, that kind of stuff. I think he's doing great. And I don't want to be I'm not, you know, I don't believe in jinxing and I'm not trying to do that. 
there could be a situation where come late summer, or early fall, Joe Biden, I don't know, falls off a bike and truly a person of that age, like might not be. Able. Yeah. There's a scenario in which people freak out. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, yes. Uh, I mean, it and, and, and I, only I don't think it would take I, do I don't think it would Donald take Trump much being president. It would be so, so, so bad. Worse, worse than him winning reelection, worse than his first term worse than winning re-election for all this stuff to go down and then the American people to pick this guy, that would be just, I mean, th- that's it. The, the, the presidency is forever soiled. Um, it can handle a one-time whoopsie-daisy under the, under the circumstances that were in place in 2016, but it can't handle it if it's chosen full-eyed, full-throated in 2024. Just, and by the fact that we still have to have this conversation in 2024 is just should be maddening enough. Yes. We should just be sick and tired of having to talk about Donald Trump. Yeah. But you, <clears throat> I'm more concerned today um, about Mike Johnson than I am Donald Trump. Okay. okay. Um, so, what's, you what's know, I wound up about the little hoot owl. You reminds uh, <laughs> me of that hoot owl from the, uh, those cartoons as a kid face the glasses the, the, there the yeah the tootsie roll pop yeah, uh, how yeah. many tootsie roll yeah. pop. how many looks does it take to take the center of a tootsie pop yeah how many votes yeah. does it take to become a speaker of the house one, one. Oop, that was it <laughs> crunch that's well that's good that's good i like so you know, we we finally have a Speaker of the House. Um, it's been an amusing few weeks um, since Kevin McCarthy was uh, uh, removed from office when the the speaker the speakership was vacated. Um, Which I'm so pleased about, frankly. I mean, I'm, I'm don't don't, yeah. don't put me on Team Gates, but just just at the personal level, the way that man chose to use the speakership for his own personal yep. benefits. And now yeah. he doesn't have it anymore because Matt Gates took it from him. Just somehow yeah. feels like, yeah, that's what happens when you act like this. Was something that we all should have, give great respect for, and at a political level, and and honor the role itself. And Kevin McCarthy turned it into what he turned it into: personal grievance and look at who I am. I just I'm glad he's yeah. just gone. He doesn't get, and I'm glad Jackalis Joe doesn't or. Uh, Jim, uh, Jim, Jackalis, Jim doesn't get it either. Uh, uh, you know, he, he didn't really ever have a chance, uh, nor did yeah. others. Um, and then this guy, the problem just, just rolling around. Yeah. The problem with this guy, um, Mike Johnson is that he is, he's Jim Jordan with the jacket. Sure. He is, um, he is the most extreme, the most right wing speaker of the house in i ever yeah probably. i mean probably because like, he's, he's a new form of it he's a new, he's a new yeah variety. i mean yeah. yeah this is a guy who is i doug did you see his speech i mean he went no. full-on christian nationalism um you know in the in his speech talking about how god had ordained that he would be the speaker of the house and and you know god puts people in leadership and all like full on that kind of stuff he is uh, he is a constitutional lawyer who yeah. led the charge with um the uh trying to you know come up with some scheme to keep donald trump in the presidency in 2020 he was one of uh both times he was one of the attorneys um one of the house managers that um um that represented Donald Trump before the United States Senate during his impeachment trials. I mean, this is a guy who is, mm-hmm. a, you know, you go down the list from, you know, cultural issues like, um, like uh, same-sex marriage, LGBTQ rights. Um, you know, we talked about public schools and, and, and vouchers, private schools already. This is a guy who supports a, you know, a national voucher system. Um, in national school choice, um, this is this is a guy who, on economic issues from Social Security, Medicaid, Medicare, all of these things, like he, th- this guy is more extreme 
then he doesn't support funding you know, supporting Ukraine. I mean, this is a guy who is as far right as we have ever had holding the the you know the the gavel and, and being speaker of the house and his ascension now like the thing that's concerning is it, he's kind of meek and mild he's a kinder gentler you know maga guy but matt gates i'm like he's not jim jordan he's not matt gates he's not the guy who's out there ticking people off and and being flamboyant he is, you know how we used to say that like the thing that would really would scare us would be someone with Donald Trump's ideology who was better at the politics and how scary that would be. Mm-hmm. That's what we have with this guy. He is right there in line with Matt Gates, right there in line with Jim Jordan and all of Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert, like all completely in line with all of them. But he seems like a nice guy. You yeah. know, you'd kind of want to have him over. Like if if he and his wife were coming over to watch you the LSU Arkansas game, you know, you'd be like, OK, cool. Yeah. And, and look, and, and I, I just put more stock in that stuff. I'm, I'm not on his side, <clears throat> but policies don't matter. It, 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 especially for a speaker, what the speaker's personal beliefs are and so on doesn't make any difference. That's not their job as the speaker. Their job as the speaker isn't to be the front man to the band and everyone follow me. Their job is to make sure that the house functions and that certain duties are performed. All of those policies, he's in my view, he's just wrong about all of them. They don't, they don't work for the outcomes he wants. They don't work for the American people. They're just, they're bad ideas. People are going to be in leadership with really, really bad ideas, especially for the rest of our lives. The Republican party has just bought into a set of bad ideas are not going away. But the way someone is, how they actually function, that's what creates chaos, a.k.a. Kevin McCarthy, backstabbing, lying, saying something to the president, saying something else to the press, saying something to Matt Gaetz, saying something else to Hakeem Jeffries. Like that kind of stuff, self-serving, mm. self-seeking, that's what destroys. Mm. Uh, I just want to add a little encouragement to some people. Yes, you're going to have people in leadership with really, really bad ideas. People that others have elected think they have great ideas. Politics is not fundamentally about policy disagreements because things get negotiated. But if you don't have someone who's honorable and trustworthy to negotiate with, if the Biden administration or Chuck Schumer doesn't believe that they can negotiate with the House in clear conscience, and figure out what's going on. If if they're if they're going to have a speaker that says it one, one day, I'm never going to have an impeachment inquiry without the whole house voting on it, and then a week later does launches an impeachment inquiry. This is the kind of chaos that was Kevin McCarthy, and that's what we never had. And look, I, the best way for Mike Johnson to not be Speaker of the House was for Democrats to win races in New York and California, in New yep. York and California. Yep. So. Put the blame where you want. But the reason this nonsense is going on is because Democrats didn't do their jobs in New York and California. And And the guy and the guy and the guy leading the effort with the DCCC lost his race. Yeah, yeah. the chief, the chief architect and fundraiser in New York lost. Okay, so having somebody and look, I don't I have no idea if Mike Johnson's a, a trustworthy person with bad ideas. If he is, there is no bad idea, no bad idea Mike Johnson has that will become law. None. They don't have control of the Senate and they don't have control of the White House. And for the remainder of this term, nothing is going to happen with his bad ideas. Let's move on. And and if it rallies up Democrats and anti-Trumpers and stuff to, to fuel, feel fueled to go after him, great. But burning a lot of energy on the wackadoodle ideas of these people, what it does show is, okay, the Republican Party just has no, I mean, when the moderates are like, okay, we got to go with friggin' Mike Johnson. That's what we're going to have to go with. But a lot of them said, but at least like it, it, it is meaningful that he's a kinder, gentler version of bad ideas because bad ideas with someone 
who's Jim Jordan or Kevin McCarthy or Matt Gates, that's untenable. The country can't be led by people like that. So my take is let the Speaker of the House, let all the Republicans have all the bad ideas they want. Now, if they stop good things from happening, that will be a problem, of course. Mm-hmm. But again, there's divided government in this country because of how voters made choices. So the best thing we can do is vote common good. And you can find out all more at votecommongood.com. Yeah. All right, we done? Is that good? I know yeah. there's still other stuff, but I gotta, I gotta go. Yeah. What, what did we miss? Any other? Oh, yeah. This, this is a little question. I thought it was a great, great article in the Atlantic. Uh, will Republicans pay a price for extremism? Trump is becoming more aggressive on immigration than ever. And look, we've been saying it, and we're going to continue to say it through our documentary in 2024, that immigration and border experiences, Democrats need to get right on this. That's Biden right. is not, and Democrats are silent, and they're just seeding this conversation. And Yes. I don't like to say we told you so, but we told you this. Yes, we did. Two and a half years ago. This yep. was it. Yes. And of course it was it. And they just decided to not fix it. Yeah. And and it's it's they should and, have a comprehensive yes. immigration plan in front of Congress every yes. single day. And yes. they don't. They have it on zero days. They have no action on this at all two years in and it is unacceptable at this point and they have seeded the not just the issue but the narrative around the issue and turned in what should be an absolute slam dunk of a issue for for democrats and frankly an issue in which they can expand the the democratic tent because as i as i say often if there's one issue that evangelical Christians are out of step with Republican leadership. Yep. If there's one issue, it's, it's the immigration issue. Yes. It like though. Now listen, there's a huge percentage that aren't out of step. I'm talking about the ones that are, yeah. if they're of those people that are flippable, the one issue where they are out of step with Republican leadership more than any other is immigration. And Democrats have just like ignored it. Yeah. It's yeah. infuriating don't want to solve it. Apparently, I mean, you and I have talked with many people in the democratic system, elected officials who we have great flow of conversation. As soon as we bring this up, everything shifts into, you know, talking points and their hands go below the table and they act like they're in, you know, an HR manager at some point, like the official position of our company is to do the, this, this, and like, okay, you don't believe that for a second. And why it's that way. I don't know why they've abandoned, you know, Homeland Security uh, secretary and put it all on, 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 on him. It's just, anyway, maddening. Yeah. We're going to stand. Maybe we can make a turn. Maybe, maybe the Biden team will make comprehensive immigration reform, including refugee r- reform and border crossing reform. By the way, drugs don't come in over the Rio Grande River in backpacks. They come in trucks. Yep. That's where all the work should yes. be done. Have you not watched Better Call Saul? Like, if, come on. Like, like yes. uh, yeah. and, and have you not studied your Doug, uh, I know, I know supply we're, side I know we're laying in the plane. Su- supply side economics and stop blaming exactly. the supply and start blaming the demand? Maybe fentanyl, maybe the problem for fentanyl yeah. in this country is that we have an addicted country and we're spending no time, energy, or money in public spaces helping to solve that. Instead, we're saying, well, just don't give them what they want and then people won't die of fentanyl. They'll just die of something else because we're not actually solving the problem. So many things. Yep. But thanks for being with us today yep. uh, on the Comedy Hey, Good listen, um, yeah, before we, before we go off the air, um, just... When, when we gather again on Tuesday, our normal politics day, uh, will we have another candidate for president on the Democratic side? I don't know. We very well might. And if, look, look, if we got uh, my former representative, Dean Phillips, uh, who's apparently running for president, to come on and say, hey, you're about- <laughs> yes, th- thank you. He's my, my, my newly minted um, congressional representative, not my former one, um, because I got redistricted. I got moved around like a like a pawn in a chessboard of politics. 
Yeah. I used to have Ilhan Omar as my representative. Now I have Dean Phillips. I like both of them, but I really do like Dean Phillips. And if that man is going to truly, because you saw a bus driving around Arkansas that said Dean Phillips. No, 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 no. I oh, saw yeah. a video. Uh, no, Doug, if I had, if that's I had video? first, no, that's not my video. The videos you're sending on text messages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. it's not my video, uh, but it was video that I that I did see of uh, and listen and listen. I, I like Dean. I'm yeah. super interested in uh, Dean Phillips for president uh, campaign, yeah. whether it's in 2024 or some other year. Um, the tagline on the back of the bus: "Make America affordable again." <laughs> not good, Dean. Thank you. Well, it, it, it's not, not it, it's a chuckle line. It, maybe, maybe it's, uh, all right, I got to go. Mm. Uh, but maybe next Tuesday when we gather again, mm. uh, such things will happen. Hey, thanks everybody. Thanks, Alex. Th thanks, Sandy. Uh, all right, Kimberly, Jim, Trisha. Sandy in there yet. Yeah. All those people. Carrie, Sandy, nice to see uh, both of you. Uh, and uh, if you're not already following us over on YouTube, that's our favorite place. Okay, bye.